Welcome back to another episode of Double Digestion, a Riverdale recap podcast. Uh, I'm here with you today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> really, I'm here with you, Jonathan. Yeah, Rebecca's here with me, and we also have a special guest. And with, we with are us. here with you. Yeah, you're here with us. Uh, guys, say hello to Talia. Talia, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Talia. This is Talia. She's <laughs> she's going to be our guest uh, on on the episode today. And, I'm your guest. And today we'll be uh, we'll be covering episode eight, The Outsiders. Amazing. Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Who's the soda pop and who's the pony boy in the <laughs> Jughead Archie relationship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, this is like one of the first references that I actually did get. Well, because it's the first one that's also like, this is at like, most of the references are not actual like YA or anything U13 related. Yeah. Well, Rebel Without a Cause was. Yeah. And this is the only other one that's at all related to... Teens. That's true. It's very teeny. To Gen Z. <laughs> Did I tell you that I looked it up online and apparently the oldest people in Gen Z are 22? Okay, but 22, so 1994, like made... 1995. Yeah, it's true. No, I, no, I no. I'm asking. I'm not saying. Oh, no, no. I think what they mean is like people who... Because I got a January who... birthday, baby. <laughs> I think it's people who turned 22 in 2017. So we oh don't. My God. Make well, tell you missed the cutoff by like a month. <laughs> yeah, like I've been November. 30th You're 95. Birthday. No, I'm 94, oh, okay. but, but just barely. Yeah. Well, I I feel like people disagree on what millennial means. Like, some people say that millennials are the people who are trying to buy houses and like I get jobs now. But then like other that. times, people say that millennials are people born in the new millennium in yeah. the year 2000. I feel like millennials all have like 80s nostalgia, and we just like piggyback their nostalgia for the 80s. But like, we have no actual lived nostalgia it's, for the 80s. It's really true. And like, I barely have nostalgia for the 90s. It's true. Like, <laughs> we were so young in the 90s. It's not. Also, we're not going to disclose our age, so don't ask. Uh, but well, <laughs> I think we, we, I think we, we kind of like just spill the beans. No, but I agree. Like, I feel like everyone's everyone's always, like, reorganizing when and what time, like, a generation stops to, like, manipulate it to make their make it so that that's what they want it to be. But for all intents and purposes, I'm Gen Z now. Oh, yeah. No, I fully identify. I'm Team Z, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I only find my news through Twitter. Okay, so I'm going to ask the both of you, do you remember, like, do you remember New Year's Eve of the millennium? Yeah, I definitely do. No, what I what don't. were you doing? I was in my living room with my family and some family friends, and we were watching whatever, something. Dick the Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve. <laughs> I think that? I fell asleep, I though. I, I honestly think I fell asleep at, like, 10.30 or 11. Because oh. I was five, five or six? Six. Would have been I had five. just turned six. Five. Five? Yeah. I don't know math. For sure. I don't know. I, you could have said eight, and I would have been like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think I fell asleep, but I remember the dress that I was wearing. It Aww. was nice and floral. I have a photograph from that night. Um, but it, yeah, it wasn't very exciting. I think my thing was like, I think I stayed up, but I was just also in my family room. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure I was in this doing the same thing. I just have no... I can't remember anything and since... Like, if it was more than, like, three years ago, I can't remember it. I have such a bad memory. I can't remember, like, by the time we do these podcasts, like, I can't remember the episode I just watched. <laughs> it's very true. Um, so what did you guys get up to this week? Any interesting stories? Mm. Mm. Well, I have one. So yesterday, <laughs> well, no one's going to jump in? Okay. No, yesterday I came downstairs um, from my office. Like, I 
came down to get like a snack before I had this meeting and I stepped out of the elevator and someone said, ladies and gentlemen, Lily Singh. And then there was just this like eruption of applause and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. At first I thought like maybe they were just like, I don't know why they said Lily Singh, but I thought they might have been like applauding me or something. And so I like stepped out of the elevator and <laughs> like really. I don't know, it was like one of those things where like you have like a contest and then like the way they determine the winner is just like the next person to walk through this store. Right. So I thought it was that for a bit. So I was like, really like riding the high and I stepped out but no one was looking at me and then I like went around the corner and there's like a little penguin bookshop and um oh, and yeah, Lily yeah. Singh was like there like promoting oh. some new book and I was kind of sad at first because I was like well I thought I was going to get something cool but <laughs> I don't really like like or not even like but I don't really know Lily Singh I just like know the name because my sister likes her yeah. um but then I just, like, obviously stood around and took, like, Snapchats for, like, 20 minutes, even though I don't know who she is. Amazing. Can you imagine if you just, like, walked out and started, like, signing people's books? Yeah. And then I went straight back up to my office, didn't get my snack, and went around being like, do you know Lily Singh? I just saw her. Yeah. <laughs> like, people I don't know. That's very exciting. Uh, it was the highlight of my week. I, like, can't remember my week. Oh, um, I'm cooking a Passover Seder. Oh, Ooh. wow. What's on the menu? Um, So I went today, and I bought... Um, a brisket that's like the weight of like a medium-sized dog <laughs> and I was like at home in the car like with this giant brisket in my lap and I'm like really excited about it I like the butcher was like telling me all these instructions on how to cook it like so fast and I was, was like it typing bush, them into my butch? um no it's like it's have you ever been to Nortown have you ever been yeah, you would have been to Nortown so Nortown like isn't actually kosher but it's very it's Jewy okay. it's yeah it's it, they can't even call themselves kosher style but it's oh. like just Jewy. But the thing is, like, all so all the Jews get the single brisket, which is Mm -hmm. like Jewish style brisket, and I want to emulate something closer to like Austin barbecue brisket. So I got the double brisket, um, and I'm just like, I'm so I'm gonna do it low and slow. It's gonna be great. I'm like pretty much controlling the seder this year, and I'm like forcing everyone to have fun with it. Okay, you'll you'll appreciate this because of okay. So I I realized that the ultimate. Passover drink mm-hmm. is a Bloody Mary <laughs> for the following reasons. Okay. One, vodka potatoes, kosher for Passover, totally fine. Yeah. Um, two, the like the bloody, the blood. That's like there's so many like it's like the blood painted over the yes, thing. Yes. Um, right. and the raining blood. Yeah, and then um the celery the stalk is the the green herb oh, from the Seder plate. And then course. it has horseradish in it, which is another oh, one of the herbs on the Seder snap. plate. That's true. So like you so can we're put a calling it in there. We're calling it a bloody Miriam. Just put an egg <laughs> like <laughs> a lamb shank. <laughs> They so put your that. whole cedar plate inside. Everyone the just got like such a fast lesson, and like that's all you need to know about Passover. Yeah, that's Judaism. Th- that's that's like the beginning and end. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. That's exciting. That's great. So that's what happened my week. I bought a brisket. Nice. Cool. How about you? Um, I've been really. I don't always love pop music. But I've been really loving that new song, um, with The Weeknd and Daft Punk. It's, oh, yeah. Like, I Feel It Coming. Yeah, that's a good song. And it's got pretty raunchy lyrics, but it's got a really good beat. Yeah, the, it's, like, really good. The Weeknd always puts out songs that are, like, good, but then has lyrics that you literally can't sing unless you're, like, alone or with yeah. your best friend. So, like, if it comes on and your parents are in the car, you just have to be like, hmm. I have never paid attention to The Weeknd's lyrics ever. I couldn't okay. tell you one. They just kind of wash over me. Okay. Yeah, as I'm probably should. subliminally being really corrupt. Yeah. It's one of those that I I just would never like publicly admit that I'm a fan, but I'll like have it on my Spotify and play it incessantly. This is a good new segment. What's your pop song of the week? Oh, oh god, that's a hard song. I mean, a hard <laughs> question. Um, well, I 
I don't even know if this is like my pop song of the week, but I really like watching choreography videos online. Right. Oh, so if I find like a choreography video that I'm obsessed with, I get into the song even if it's bad. Okay, well, probably Shape of You then, because there's a billion. I Shape have of watched a lot of Shape of You ones, but I most recently got into um, Slumber Party. It's like Britney Spears and uh, Tanache. Oh, and I saw that's like the <laughs> best choreography video to it. Like, and I've watched it. I watch it like I wake up every morning, and the first thing I do while I'm still in bed is rewatch the choreography video. But yeah, I'm into that song. Nice. What about you guys? Well, you had your... Well, I had mine, yeah. Mm -hmm. I still like Greenlight, and I kind of do like that Zayn one. Which is that again? The one one for Fifty Shades. Oh, I've been listening to that, too. (laughs) I think it's great. I I really like that now, like, the producer that's putting his fingers on everything is Jack Antonoff because I could like very much yeah. get behind That's every... Jack Antonoff song? Well, he produces everyone. That's why everything sounds like bleachers oh now because yeah. he just like kind of like weasels his way in and does his little like OOOs and I'm like, this yeah. is this is fine by me. Is bleachers coming out with a new album? I think so. Did they just? I might have been I don't know. Too. Oh, yes, because I heard a song that I hadn't heard before and I didn't like it on... Right. Satellite radio in my parents' car. Ooh, I la mean, la. <laughs> very exciting. And I guess on that exciting note, should yeah, we get into, we jump into the episode? Get into the outsiders. So, did you want to start us off? Um, sure. Well, my notes are loading. Okay, I'll um, start us okay. off. <laughs> so, as per usual, we open with a voiceover from who else but Jughead? And of course, where is he but Pops? Because Jughead is either in the basement of a cinema in Archie's bedroom or in Pops. He's <laughs> those are pretty static locations. Um, and we have a sort of like Cooper so yeah, so he's talking about what was I what was the theme of the opening oh, He talked about how they were like it, it had people posing. Yeah, yeah. and how oh, they're the right. Stepfords of Riverdale. Yeah, so it was the Cooper family getting their portrait taken. And it was definitely like pre Polly leaves or gets yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it go it went into like a little like montage thing about Polly. Uh, or Polly and Jason's relationship. It kind of like filled everyone in. It's like in case you're tuning in now, two months in, yeah. fine. Like yeah. we won't judge. Here's what's happening. I really love in the flashback of them like breaking up at Pops. You see Cheryl in the like in a booth watching, and she's just wearing a shirt that says "bitch" across. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully didn't even. See I didn't see that. So. <laughs> funny it lasts for a second and i'm like cheryl blossom i actually just love how like unabashed the costume designers on the <laughs> show are about dressing people like absolute and ins- like so far like either like the extremity of luxury or just like complete like the way that if you saw a person like that in real life you'd be like that person is trying so hard it's embarrassing yeah but everyone yeah. in the show all of the characters way. every day like yeah. go to public school yeah i yeah. actually like have the same shirt as cheryl the bitch one she was wearing this like um maroon crop top from top shop and i, I have love it in green that. yeah that was a really that was really yeah, and it a like good crosses in the bottom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's like my favorite cheryl never disappoints so so we also see a little shot in this montage of, um, what's her name, Nana, Nana Blossom? <laughs> Na- Nana, Rose. Nana Rose. Nana Rose. <laughs> Nana Rose. She's the same Rose from Titanic, I think. She at the end is the old lady. Like, no, no, not really. <laughs> okay, I was like, that woman is probably not still alive. You know, that movie was being made the year that we were born. Like, it it wrapped, like, in the middle of 94. Well, uh, the middle of uh, the year we were born. In case we didn't want to disclose our age again. It's personal. Um, neat. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know why I brought that okay. Whenever I think about the Titanic, I always feel like like it's younger than I am, but it's actually not. No, yeah. Sorry. Wait, yes, it is. No, because it didn't come out until 96. Well, yeah, it would have come out after us, but. Well, yeah, Nana Rose definitely has all the secrets, and, like, I feel like she's going to have They're a They're clouding thing. over her, like, cataract eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The clouds of time. Yeah. Also, in that scene at Pops, Jughead is, like, creepily observing, and he's definitely eating a burger, so that's, like, really? point one for, like, Jughead yeah. being Jughead. I'm missing all of these important important no it's because i'm not like listening to him just staring yeah. if you watch it like a music video it's like great start to yeah, that's a good tip we should tell our listeners to you guys next time you watch it just literally ignore all dialogue and just look at, actually this is a good show it for definitely that. has the cinematography of a music video. yeah it's yeah. very like weirdly like stylized I love it. It's, like, very extremely stylized. Especially the pilot. I just remember the pilot being so on point at every second. Yeah. I think I watched it twice to just, like, They really the wanted to, like, is. leave impressions of every character. Yeah. yeah. I also noted, quick sidebar, that, like, you know how everyone has their thing? Like, Veronica's always wearing a choker, and, like, mm-hmm. so Cheryl always has, like, a brooch. And and Betty's like, high pony. Betty has high pony, and Polly always has headband. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's true. She every does. scene she she does headband. Yeah, yeah, it tracks for her character. It's weird because it makes sense that it was part of her like nunnery uniform, but she just like that was She's like, like no, that was all her. This. She brought her like little trunk of headband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all she packed. Um, we also get a little line about how their the dreams of their escape went up in flames, and then it cuts <laughs> away to like a slow zoom out on a fireplace, and then it's like flames. And I'm like, Ooh, beautiful very transition, art cinema. I would and say, and that's when Sheriff Keller is um, interrogating Polly at the Pembroke with the Lodge women by her side yeah. and Betty by her side too. Yeah, and support is the, Betty there? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's Betty, Veronica, and Polly, and I guess. His mom is there too. Maybe, maybe she's not. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like it's also just like another great example that like Sheriff Keller literally does not know how to do his job. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah. I have to conduct a criminal investigation. We'll do it at your house in your living room, and we'll just invite three other people. Yeah, like classic Sheriff Keller. He's, he hasn't been doing a very good job at all. I've noticed that. Well, no. I think this just proves the point that like he really serves. Um, the 1% of Riverdale differently than the rest. Oh, yes. Because we know that he's in the Blossom's pocket. We know that he'll, like, go to the Pembroke to, like, do whatever. But if it's street rat Jughead, he, like, (laughs) drags him in. Yeah, this is definitely what I would expect small-town law enforcement to be like. So Polly pretty much clears up that, yes, Jason was running drugs for the serpents to get money for them to run away with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Or she said it was, like, for some gang and... Sheriff Keller was like, okay, well, there's, like, the one-town gang. Yeah. Could it have been the serpents? Did they have, like, a snake on their He's head like, or gang? whatever? gang? What about the serpents? And Polly was like, I don't... I- She's like, I couldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then we go to... The next scene is... What, it's, it's Fred in Archie's room? Yeah, so it's Archie and Jughead in the room playing video games. This is a really uncomfortable scene. Uh, something about the exchange between I agree. Fred and like Archie and Jughead was just I don't like that combination at all. I don't even like Archie and Jughead together really. Yeah, they don't they talk don't naturally. They don't talk naturally. And I would also say like Fred does not help. Like any interaction in this entire show with Fred, I cringe. But when Which is unfortunate because Luke Perry is Luke Perry. Yeah, exactly. He be like amazing. I yeah, I just 
when when Archie says like you're like the third roommate, the way Fred lit up made me so <laughs> profoundly sad. I was like, this is such a broken man, and like this is the only source of joy in his life. Like his work is shit. He can't like hold a relationship. His wife, but at least his son out. called him his roommate. Yeah, that was a huge bummer. Also, that moment where it's like where they're playing the video games and Archie's like war as hell. And Jughead goes, no, Archie, how is other people? And I'm like, that, that, that moment, I was like, Jughead, I hate you. Shut <laughs> the fuck yeah, up. No, was- and you think, like, I'm sorry, I think, it, like, you think your, like, Sartre reference yeah. is going to, like, land on Archie. You think he's going to be like, oh, yes, the play, we close. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But there's also the line, like, you're like my brother. Like, nice bro whisper, Archie. Yeah. You are my brother. Like, nice Ooh. bro whisper? Yeah, I that, was, that like made that. me cringe. Oh, Those are the awful. moments where it's like, oh, yeah, Jughead's a 35-year-old man <laughs> playing a teenager. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot. But, no, it's Cole Sprouse. And then, like, <sighs> Jughead tries to guilt trip Fred a little when he's like, as long as you build something beautiful in the cinema's place. And it's like, sorry, we tore like, down your up. home, yeah. your shantytown. Yeah. Um, and um, then we go to the cool teen student lounge. Yeah, the amazing student lounge that we wish we all had. <laughs> um, and they're talking over Polly's what? I just love. I love they're, that like, student sassing lounge. the blossoms, and Cheryl's like sitting in there, like she's there. And, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty amazing how like comfortable the people in this world are with like shading other people's close family in front of them. Like they do it all the time to Sheriff Keller. They're like fully just like, yeah, he's an awful detective, or like he's really bad. Oh, he like just... if those blossoms are baby snatching monsters. Yeah. No offense, Cheryl. Yeah. Meanwhile, like Cheryl and Kevin are just like, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah. So they're talking about the blossoms and Polly situation. Um, Jughead calls it a Gordian knot, and then Betty translates the idiom for the rest of the crew. She's like, Which they what mean. he means to say is, it's a hard-to-solve problem. Yeah. And she also, though, in this scene, did anyone t- take in that she said, vanity flair? Um, I have, like, a page of notes. <laughs> okay. okay. Right I think I missed that. Because Veronica fucking says, vanity flair. And that broke, that actually broke his character for me, because, like... Okay, one, it was not, like, a trademark issue, because she did say the name of the other. She was, like, two magazines. She was, like, No, she Cosmo said that, and she and said Elton Manning. John. Okay, but no, but, oh, yeah, yeah, she said Elton John. But in, like, this whole show, we've heard them they've reference said a HBO, lot of they've said Netflix. Yeah, so they can definitely say Vanity Fair. It is fucking ridiculous that she says Vanity Flair, and I narrowed it down to, like, a few things. And I think what it is is this is a moment where it's actually being really true to the Archie comics, because in Archie comics, they never call brands by brand names. They always have like a weird knockoff it's like oh yeah oh, let's go to like rick donald's oh, or like okay. oh i'm busy watching ntv oh like, my yeah. favorite was drinking poopsie instead of poops <laughs> what is, oh instead of <gasps> relevant relevant oh, oh, we should have covered poopsie. that we'll do that at yeah the we'll, we'll get to that at the end oh but yeah God. pepsi was poopsie and i was Good. just like that is oh uh, that's so <laughs> that's because archie's pretty woke yeah um, so Vanity Flair. So I think that's what it was because okay. it's so ludicrous. But also it's ludicrous because she is 15 now. So she, when she's saying like, oh, a real problem is like having to pick between the Vanity Flair Oscar party and Elton John's. It's like you, so you, you would have been a 14 year old girl. Yeah. And I don't, th- I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> no. Speaking of age, I just have a little bit of a side note. I'm not sure I fully understand like. Okay, Polly is Betty's older sister. Polly would probably have been a senior, but she didn't, like, finish the year. And Jason okay. Did. They were going... Cheryl, Jason, Polly, 
seniors. So Cheryl is older oh. than everyone else. She yeah, has she's to just always hanging with them. And I feel like the Pussycats are older also because okay. early on Cheryl and Josie kind of have right. a friendship. Right. Okay, oh, I feel like because okay. I feel like they're trying to imply that Cheryl is the same age as everyone else. I think they're trying to make us forget that she's older. Because she's Jason's twin, yeah. So it And can't... Jason was like senior and captain of the football exactly. team. Exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. I didn't put that together. I thought about that too, because at Jason's funeral, the only people there were like our gang, and it's like that's not even Cheryl's. No, but <gasps> Cheryl is in science. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Like I don't know. Honestly, honestly, probably. that would, that makes sense. <laughs> they were. You are so right. What an I inconsistency! In. We this should send like, a letter. I, it's time I for noticed it as soon as I saw them in class together. Dear Greg Berlanti, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm guilty, and I'm like, yeah. Why are you in this class? Yeah, yeah and like, oh, I'll partner with Archie. You're, yeah. That's okay. So. All right, that that comes. That lounge seems like it would be a senior lounge. It does. At another school. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like you can suspend your disbelief and say everyone can hang out there. I just don't understand like the consistency of how old everyone is, and it just like bothers me every time I watch the show. That is, yeah. Okay. Well, so now (laughs) that's definitely related to like who the actual like that's going to be like a big reveal at the end. It's probably going to have something to do with the age. It's going to be like someone couldn't have been someone. It's going to be that Cheryl is actually Jason's. Aunt, and she was born to like the mom at the same time that, or no, she was born to Nana Rose. (laughs) (laughs) She's Nana Rose's daughter and not her mom's daughter. She is Clifford's sister. (laughs) And Jason was born. She's Jason's aunt. (laughs) And she also had a love affair with Jason. I also have a theory that I don't know if this has been brought up before, but that um, Archie's mom. Is mm-hmm. Cliff's sister? Well, you know who plays Archie's mom is Molly Ringwald, right. yeah. and Archie's a redhead, and his mom is Molly Ringwald, who's a redhead, right. and so I think Archie is Cheryl and Jason's cousin. Okay, yeah, oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that could happen. How many how many redheaded clans can there? Unless she's Penelope's sister, that makes more sense. Never mind, she's probably not <laughs> a blossom. She's probably Penelope's sister. They were probably sisters, and one married the Andrews clan, and one married the Blossom clan. Right. So, do we know right? how many? Is she going to be an F nine, or is she just coming back for F ten? Okay, so w- I fucked up this whole time. There's 12 episodes in the season and not 10. Oh, my God. I yeah, we have a lot more work to oh do than wow. we thought. <laughs> That's kind of exciting. Yeah, we're, we're not even close to done yet because oh someone was like, yeah. Because, oh, okay, because I based it off the Wikipedia page, but I looked it up, like, the day it premiered, so it definitely changed since then. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't know when she's coming in or for how long. Oh, well, that's kind of reassuring because I was worried they were just going to snub her and give her a nap. Yeah, so it's it's good to know. Okay. Anyway, so back to that. Then Veronica's like, but I've been percolating an idea, hellishly simple in its conception. And it's like, Veronica, that was a mouthful even for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if Jughead said that. Like, set reasonable goals um, <laughs> for what you could pull off. And yeah. the answer is a baby shower. And she's like, if we could get everyone together, then, like, Alice and Polly could be civil to each other mm-hmm. in, like, a space where other people, like, are. Mm-hmm. And, like... Betty, you could bring your boyfriend Jughead or whatever, yeah, yeah. And, and Jughead's like, Ugh. and it's like, just a word that starts with the letter B, like as if that's mm-hmm. hashtag Jughead. Yeah, uh, and then J Ray, <laughs> like a moment just for you, Alice Storm. Oh my God, Alice stormed in, pointing her finger. Did she call Betty by her full name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Cooper. No middle name. Okay, she just no. went Elizabeth Cooper, and she went like, and you. And Veronica's like, me. me? 
And she like looks very scared. It was a very powerful moment, and I loved every <laughs> second of it. She's like, I need you and you. And she fully just pulls them out. And Tally and I were talking about this earlier, but... She essentially, like, takes them into a full classroom. Like, this is a public school. It's a Spanish room. Yeah. Because there is a sombrero behind her on one side of the wall, (laughs) and there's full-on maracas on the other. And she's doing this serious thing. There's a sombrero in the background. Of course. We're Um, talking about how they just, like, they're never studying. Yeah. They're never doing anything. I have never seen these students go to class what, except they the went to the science class, class and that was only an excuse for them to like partner up. And that that class ended two minutes after it started. She was taken away and was like gasp, and then it was done. Yeah, I don't think they like have. It's there's no formal education here, and I also don't like think so. there, the school had no problem with Alice Cooper occupying an entire class <laughs> just to like yell at two <laughs> teenagers for like a crisp ten minutes. Like it was just oh like, maybe okay. it was like lunch hour and that's I mean, where they were hanging out. We can hope. Yeah, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in Riverdale High. And it's just so funny how they're talking about Betty all the time being like this perfect, you know, perfect student gets good grades. Like, mm-hmm. when is she getting these good grades? Yeah, this is not my high school experience. Yeah. I know if someone died, I'd be like, "Well, I have a test tomorrow, so you guys yeah. figure it out, and I'll like <laughs> yeah, get she's, ready." Yeah, she's like, she's hot and has friends and is an eighth straight A student. Like, I don't buy it. Like, give me a flaw. Give me a tragic flaw. Betty? Her tragic flaw is that she's batshit insane. (laughs) That's true. She's she's naive as a rock. She is tragically crazy. That's true. Um, So then, quick flash over to the work site where the crew is like, oh, like, Blossom hired us out to, like, bleed you out. Mm -hmm. And Fred's like, I'm not going to let your guys not be my guys and be his guys, because guys have to look out for guys. Yeah. And then we go back to Alice in the Spanish room. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and Veronica's like, not to interfere in your lives, but baby shower. Yeah. And Alice is like, that is hardly appropriate. Like, you can't do that for my, like, teen pregnant, my teen mom daughter. Like, you can't turn this into, like, a, pin, uh, a, a Pinteresty. Yeah. Which, like, fair enough. Oh, absolutely fair enough. Alice is in the right start to finish yeah, in this episode. I'm still on Alice's She has here. the moral high ground, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then Betty stands up to her mom, and that was really cool because Alice was crossing her arms, mm-hmm. and Betty stands up and crosses her arms, and it's like, "No, you are going to come." It means a lot to Polly. And Veronica is leaning back in a desk, crossing her arms. <laughs> it's like, like the <laughs> ultimate f you in this town. And like looking at full and more just like queer bait stuff, like looking at Betty, like this is the woman I want to make my wife. Like I'm so proud of her for standing <laughs> up to her mom right now. And it's just like this; they're all being like so powerful and like the dynamics are all over the yeah. place and Alice I think this was yeah. a, I mean this was a very interesting episode for Alice it's like a highs and lows but she, I think she comes out on top I'm, I mean Absolutely. we'll get to it but, yeah. but. and they make it go for it because in the beginning like she still has done un- <coughs> irredeemable things namely having her daughter kidnapped and put away in like a loony bin it's true but like I mean I forget mean, forget. I did, <laughs> like, I did really like her more in this episode than I ever did before I yeah, yeah. in events to come I assume and then then, like, Fred is, like, very depressed, and he, like, tells Archie, it's like, we have problems, and then Archie's like, well... Yeah, Archie's like, Dad, we'll figure it out, and Fred's like, okay. Like, this yeah. is what every conversation these two people have is just, like, one dumb thing to the, ne- to the next dumb thing. Also, they're talking about how they have no money, and their kitchen is, like, so freaking lovely, and I'm yeah. like, I would love for a kitchen like a beautiful island. Also, um, like, I know the comics don't line up perfectly with the show, but, like, Betty's family is not supposed to be that wealthy. Yeah. And that stuck up. Like, they were supposed to be pretty humble. In the comics, like, like, they were, yeah, they were, like, full on. Like, Betty was, like, 
worked in the garden and like working in the garden like working three jobs yeah um definitely not the stepfords of riverdale no definitely that was a big kind of retcon and then um then we have breakfast at the lodges i love that i love how like every morning they're doing a french press and Mm -hmm. a fresh squeeze and like a variety of like continental pastries yeah um, Polly says she wants to have her family and the Blossom parents at and the then baby fe- shower. Well, first she just says the Blossoms, and Betty and Veronica kind of like, they were clearly told they could improvise because they kind of talk on top of each other, and they're like, oh, yeah, Cheryl, yeah, of course, Cheryl's, Cheryl's fine. That'll be, like, fun. She's crazy. Okay. And then Polly's like, no, you guys. I mean, all the Blossoms. Yeah, so... And yep. then Veronica's mom goes like Veronica a sidebar and like pulls her away from the room. Yeah. Also, why is Betty at this breakfast? Is what I'm wondering. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. First of all, there's so many things about the show that I like. Why? So I guess Betty just literally is wherever Polly is at all times. Now that Polly's back, it's like I'm never letting you out of my sight again. But also, how are how are her parents like not wondering where she? Like, do her parents even know that? Because it seems like, like her pe- parents are like the most controlling. Yeah. Also, yeah. like in real life, if like your child moved out into the house of another person without your consent, and that person like harbored your child, you would call the police. But like, would you? Yeah. Okay. If, I mean, if it's the if, lodges, I think it's okay. I mean, okay. Well. I guess if you don't want her back, you wouldn't. But, like, if you wanted your child to be living with you and another parent was just like, yeah, come with me, and they were a minor... I wouldn't call the police. Because if it's, like, a... You know, if it's, like, oh, it's my daughter... Like, it's her sister's best friend's house. Like, I wouldn't call... I guess so, but I still feel like... In Riverdale, you'd call the police. And and the police would do not... The police would come and sit on the couch and bring ten people with them, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't do much. I guess that's true. So Veronica's pretty much like, or Hermione's like, I think it's a really bad idea to have this baby shower right now. Like, we've got a lot of secrets that we need to keep secret. Yeah, we learned that the Blossoms were actually also competing for the land, but they don't know that it was like the lodges. We can't let them know about the secret buyer. Yeah. Um, Veronica's wearing a pearl belt. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not a point. (laughs) No, it's always important to comment on the front. And then Veronica's like... Um, okay, well, like, I'll be, like, really, really good at keeping secrets, I promise. But, like, you should mother to mother, like, talk to Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's like, oh, hell no. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then they do. Yeah, Hermione begs and pl- or Veronica begs and pleads, and she's like, eh, okay. First, um, though, Fred pulls up to th- the gates of Thornhill Manor. I love this scene so much. I love that Cliff actually... <laughs> What the fuck does he dresses like the outfit oh, on a teddy bear oh at the gift shop at Heathrow Airport? Yeah. Like, he, like just like not how a human, not a combination of humans ever yeah. wore ever. He looks very like much it. noticed his outfit in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like because it's like very loud plaid sport coat, turtleneck like up to his like yeah, trumpy like dangly a... giblets, <laughs> ginger wig. <laughs> hunting hat he looks and like, like the a, colors too. and like always like gloves and yeah. stuff like he's been yeah murdering. they always have gloves yeah. like their skin can't touch anything he looked like a like a, a golf caddy from like the 30s or something like, he just looks <laughs> insane he always looks like he's in like a period costume it's like yeah. very they're they're being really extra with cliff they yeah. definitely are and it's funny because it's like a character that's so hard to take seriously because of it like he's saying like Oh, and then, so this argument is so fucking stupid, because he's like, I wanted that land because it's ancestral blossom land. We founded our maple empire I on it. I still like, hate that this is the crux of the thing. Like, can they fight about something more substantial? Also, especially because it's not like, oh, we could still use that land to tap maple. Like, it's a, 
it's a parking lot. It was yeah. just, it's just like, oh, it meant something to us a hundred years ago. So like it's just like no one would have Yeah, it's it's a stretch. Also, like, why would he even want land anywhere but Thornhill Manor? Because they're such recluses, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, of course, Fred tries to, like, threaten him. And it's like, you came after my livelihood. And, like, he says, like, I'll get you or something. What does he say? He says, like... Oh, something about... He said something about his ass. Or he called him an ass. Yeah, he called him an ass and then basically <laughs> threatened him. No, he's like, I'll come after you with everything I've got. And then that he was fully like just like, which is nothing. Yeah, that's like <laughs> a wet towel kind of, yeah. like... And, like, that's really the best he could do. Um, yeah then we have hermione asking fred like she like where we flash back to the the construction office oh right and she's like so and she's acting dumb she's playing dumb so badly she's like wringing her hands she's like any idea who this secret buyer is (laughs) but fred's fully like oh wow what a good question he's like yeah well and then they hear something outside Mm -hmm. And the boys are back in town. The boys are back. Archie and the gang. Well, Archie and some of the gang. Archie and Moose, Kevin, Jughead, and someone who isn't Reggie and yeah, isn't where is Reggie? anyone. Yeah, why isn't Reggie coming I think he was morning? filming 13 Reasons Why when they were okay, shooting this episode, I, I and that's why they couldn't that. get him, yeah. so I don't know why else. Yeah. And this we guy, they don't even Reggie give him a name. Wait, where's Chuck at? Well, I guess Chuck's like a bad guy because he maple, he maple taffy. Yeah. <laughs> he's sticky maples. <laughs> sticky maples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not about to help with the construction. Um, yeah, so the boys show up, and they're like... To the rescue, there. It's so funny, and Fred's like, team. "Shouldn't you guys be like doing anything?" Yeah. And they're like, "No, and they're like, like no, because it's Riverdale, and we don't have homework." Yeah. It's There's like, no it is. He's like, "Shouldn't you be studying?" It's like if you think any of these like guys are like going to college, yeah. <laughs> like no, no. Yeah. Um, in the background, Moose is posing with the hard hat, like cocked over one eye, and he has a sledgehammer, like over one shoulder and he looks like a Tom of Finland illustration. Like, he looks like... I didn't even take that in. Like, fully just, like, the buffest, (gasps) gayest (laughs) illustration. It looks like what you'd see on a poster for, like, a bear night at a gay bar. Um, I can't wait for Moose to, like, grow a nice big beard. Yeah, me too. He's like a cartoon. He's already a cartoon of a person, but I can't wait for him to become And they keep pointing that out. Jughead keeps saying shit like, the guy's named Moose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jug is the least mask of the five, I noticed. Yeah. And then, of course, though... Oh, Kevin is with them, too. Did you say that already, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, when, like, they turn around to walk away, like, they're, like, strutting away in there. Or they're, like, macho waddling. I don't even know how to describe it. It was insane. And Kevin turns around and, like, points to Hermione's shoes and mouths, like, I love your shoes. (laughs) I did not pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, just in case you forgot Kevin is Kevin, like, they throw a little splash. They just really needed that. Yeah, they did. Like, they needed the gay... That's yeah. like a perfect little button. Yeah. yeah. And so then also to notice the fact that Hermione is never dressed appropriately for a construction Oh, scene. no. That is not in the lodges, man. But it's not like there's pavement on the way to the trailer where she works. Like, it's a mud pit. Like, also, like, just... even the office itself is, like, in a shipping container. They're yeah. not, like, in a building. Um, I don't know how she does it. No. Nope. And so then Hermione and Alice are at Pops. Mm-hmm. 
Of course. You, you think also... the people in Riverdale are going to build a new set? You think they have time to build more than one restaurant set? Yeah. Like, oh, excuse no. me. Thank Can you, you imagine, like, Yelp for Riverdale? It'd just be, like, Pops. Kind of good. And they white, serve... wor- and white <laughs> yeah. worm. Yeah. They I serve, think... They serve two things. Oh, and um, the nightclub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure you guys already talked about the nightclub, but I'm just... Who in, like, small town states, what, America, whatever, is letting these 15-year-old kids... Go into a nightclub. Like, what are they drinking? Yeah. What are they doing? Also, there? that nightclub was way too like glamorous or yeah. like for Riverdale. For Riverdale, but we know they, they only have one restaurant in their home. Yeah. Like every time they say, "Oh, I thought we could have dinner together." Like, "Oh, we're going out for dinner." It's like always. Yeah. It doesn't matter like what type of family it is. They're always there. Um, we know that there's a lot of money in Riverdale, though. Like, a lot of maple money. A lot of old maple, maple money. <laughs> old so. maple money. I don't want your maple money. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so, Alice... I just wrote Alice is only making good points, but I forget yeah, what so this Alice are. and Hermione and Pops. And, of course, Alice is, like, speaking the truth. It's, like, essentially them arguing about... Because Hermione's trying to be like, come to the baby shower. Oh, right. And Alice, and Alice is saying shit like, like that's fucked? so She's trivial. 16. Yeah, my 16-year-old yeah. daughter's knocked up. She's not in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I've literally seen this scene like in the first season of 16 and Pregnant where like the mom's like, I don't know, should I do it? And someone else is like, she really shouldn't do it. And someone's like, I don't know, it could be fun. Like, this is so clearly a bad idea. Yeah. And Hermione's like, I don't know, let's try it out. Hermione started off like really strong as a character and she She's been, like, really, really, really losing ground every week and, like, been, like, dumber and dumber. And Alice is just, like, up and up and up. Yeah. And, um, and, her, and her, like, final counter-argument is just, like, well, we did it. Yeah, I know. And I really want to know their backstory. I yeah. was like, I don't yeah. know if they were friends in high school. Yeah, well, like, like, I want to know more of the Fred and Hermione backstory as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was really We're going to get more of that. Yeah. I really hope we get a full <laughs> flashback episode with the parents as teens. Uh, oh, my God. I would love that. The parents are realize. infinitely better than all of the kids on this show. I think oh, they should yeah. be played by their kids, but <laughs> dressed in 80s Oh, outfits. my God. Yeah. That's insane. Can you imagine that? Also... But I can fully see these parents, like, having looked the way that they look now for their whole life. Oh, like, you mean having... Like, from birth, <laughs> they always look, like, 42. <laughs> yeah. Um, then yeah. we go back to construction, mm-hmm. and, like, random boy is like, Keller, you're looking so buff. You yeah. should, like, try out for the team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was, I was like, who are you? And then, and like, literally, who are you? Mm-hmm. And then um, Kevin says... That he prefers his contact sports to be one-on-one. And then he, like, looks to Jughead and basically winks. <laughs> and then <laughs> says, like, boxing. Oh, yeah, like, boxing. That's what he said. Um, and Jughead has his guns out now. And, like, Jughead's very um, ripped. We knew that from the last episode where he showered in the school bathroom. Yeah. I mean, he's no Archie, but... Yeah, but who is? He's also no sweet life. No one's a Samoan He's prince. graduated. Um... <laughs> And then there's, like, the scene of Archie and Jughead talking about how they have each other's backs and stuff. And it's fully, like, it. it is the lead-up. Like, it is dialogue from a porno. Like, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it, they're walking, and Jughead says, pretty handy with that wheelbarrow, Archie. <laughs> and people don't say that in TV shows. People only say that in, in the foreplay in a, in a yeah, porn video. There's a lot of porn, like, <laughs> in this whole show. I wouldn't be surprprised if episode 12 is fully just like hardcore <laughs> well you have to have Miss Grundy come back for that yeah, yeah. you oh, oh yes. she's gonna bring she's that she's not gone um yeah so then we see uh what they go inside to the office and 
Moose, They're paid in sodas. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and Moose forgets some things. He goes his out. Phone. His phone. He goes out to get it, and he's, like, ambushed and, like... These hoods. These hoods these are, are breaking the stuff with their crowbars, and then everyone inside, like, realizes, and, and they rush out, but it's, like, too late, and Moose is pretty beat up. Yeah, Moose has been, it's been taken down. So they call they the call sheriff. They call good old Sheriff Keller. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Sheriff Keller to the rescue, and Fred's, like giving an interview and talking about how, like, it's definitely Cliff Blossom. Like, and Archie Cliff. really calls the sheriff out for not doing shit. Yeah. He's like, you never do anything, and it's not fair. Yeah. Archie's Is there like, really one sheriff and no police officers whatsoever? I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. There's probably, like, a vault. I can see Betty being... Was there ever a scene where he called for backup? Mm, I feel like that's There a were lot. other oh. police officers when they arrested Cheryl yeah. in the school. Yeah. Oh, that's true. But where are they now? I mean, they're probably, like state police that just come in on occasion yeah what state are they in oh well funny you mention because wait you talk first i thought they were in new york state um oh okay it could be it's like very i Vermont. think i exactly so i realized with the maple 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 yeah. and then with this episode being like oh yeah like the guys who came oh, in from okay. montreal and montreal's only That's like true, right above it's right about, like, it's only, like, an hour and a half drive, so then it was, like, Vermont pinpointed. But they're also very That's close true. together. Like, it could be either. I yeah, just assumed it was New York because Veronica came from New York City, so I thought she hadn't come from Instant. far. But they mm. easily could have crossed state lines. The weather is just very Vermont-y. That's yeah. The they have like, to think with the maple. And, like, the landscape. Well, the weather made the me think it was Washington Northwest. State. Yeah. I had in my head, even with the maple stuff, up until this week, and also because it films in Vancouver and, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like Oregon. We're very conscious of that, so you think it's West Coast. Yeah. Um... But they yeah, also did have those, the... they had those, like, like those shots at the beginning of this episode where it was, like, drone footage of, like, a New England town. Right. They had, like, so they're really trying steeple. to cement so it. Probably is yeah, Vermont. that, like, Little Stars Hollow steeple. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then, where are we? Oh, so Keller's useless. And yeah. then um, <laughs> Holly says, like, Betty, I want you to be my godmother, or the kid's godmother, in case, like, anything happens. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm, the and only she's, like, so that, flattered. I'm like, really? Yeah, Betty's like, who, me? I'm like, first of all, obviously she's going to pick you. No one in your family knows anything. Also, like, the only mother that you think that, or, like, the only other person you could think to be a suitable mother is, like, your younger high school age sister. Like, can someone step in and be like, this is a bad choice? Like, please stop like, all where is this. your income? I want to walk in there and be like, girls, I've made you an appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You made an appointment? Yeah, they said appointment a lot of times. Uh, oh my god. Do you believe in appointment rights? <laughs> I could... Mm, that's a whole other thing, but that's the thing where it's like, I know this episode had the rape culture thing that mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, Archie's so woke, but this episode, I was like, nah, stop talking about appointments. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, talk about a Bobo's. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I wish they just said abortion because I feel like appointment is very like... Like, everyone knows what you're talking about. If you're going to address it, just, like, be like... And it's one thing if that's, like, in character of the Coopers to say that, but, like, it was used to the degree where it was, like... Could it have been a CW thing? I don't know. I think it... I think, I think no, it because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is on CW, and they had an abortion plot. They talk about abortion very frankly on huh. Jane the Virgin. That's and true. that's a show with, like... You know, it handles it from a yeah. direction that's, like... You know, I yeah. don't know. So that's... 
yeah. Mm. It was just Archie being Archie. I guess it would be, like, too scandalous to, like, one million moms to be, like... That's true. Betty and Veronica are getting abortions as besties. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we have, like, Archie, like, just using Val like she is a fossil fuel. And, like, she is not, like... A human. Like, mm-hmm. she, he's just being like, blah, blah, blah. Like, my music and my friends and my dad and construction and Jughead and yeah, blah, blah, blah. And Val is like, Archie, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't need to hear that. I need to go. And, like, leaves his house and she's just, like, in his room. Yeah. Are just... they a couple now? Like, is it a thing? I'm not sure. Well, they kissed. What? We, not this episode. No, they kissed right, after yeah, the yeah, talent yeah. show, right? Yeah. I feel like Archie's just, like literally just using her as like a some like someone to bounce ideas off of which is so sad because like she's so much smarter than he is yeah she's too good for vermont that's also why i was like vermont really um and then um so he goes he's like val like you're a waste of time you're like not telling me what i need to hear and he like goes to pops and he joins the gang of pops um, Veronica, as always, with coffee. Jughead, as always, with coffee. I noticed Veronica's eating french fries. She's the only one oh. eating anything. I really, like, liked that that was a thing. Because that's, like, not even the first time she's been eating french fries. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of things like this that I think matter. I remember the french fries, particularly when Miss Grundy left. Yeah, When they were likes, sitting on, like, the football field. Yeah, sad steps. breakfast club. Yeah. True. She likes fries and coffee. Um, so then, of course, we get Archie, who's... Whose plan is to take on the serpents, which is of course his plan. Um, and, and Jughead keeps being obviously for his own reasons and secrets. He's like Archie, that's a really stupid idea. But Archie's like, I thought you had my back. Yeah, but even from the perspective of like not knowing what Jughead knows, like he's right. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> and Archie's just like, no, we gotta do this. And then. So Archie and the crew go to the serpents bar. Wait, the white worm with. Joaquin. Yeah, Joaquin. No, because someone said Jughead's boyfriend can get us in, and it's just like that's that became. They never developed that whatsoever. We just saw them kiss once against defense, and suddenly he's Jughead's yeah. boyfriend or Kevin's Kevin boyfriend. Kevin's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I guess there must be like a lot of deleted scenes on like the season one deluxe box set, <laughs> obviously like buying oh, for yeah, everyone. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, because he kind of went away for a while. Suddenly he's back. Like I'm happy to have him. He's very. He's a teenage dream, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, guys, you have to be cool. Um, they walk in. There's a white <clears throat> snake in a tank. This place is bad news. Once again, Kevin is the only person in Riverdale who realizes how crazy the whole situation yeah. is. And he's like, we're going to like die tonight. <laughs> and, and of course, Archie's responsible to choice is to just go up to a guy. A guy. Like, not even, literally a have... random guy. There's no process. And he's like, what is, what, he said, what, does he ask me if like, they messed up the stuff? He's yeah, like, like, he's pretty much as specific as that. Yeah, he's like, hey, did you hit the stuff? And the guy's like, what stuff? <laughs> this is like the took our jobs guy, essentially. Yeah, they're trick or jobs. They're jobs. And then Archie just, like, lunges at him. So, like, obviously, like, he's going to get beat up. And, like, we've had bulldogs, like, you come in trying to start yeah. trouble. I hate that it's, like, bulldogs versus I serpents. hate that everything in this town is tribal and clans. And it's, like, and I named after an animal. This jacket or that jacket or this color or that color. And you're a mongoose and you're a cobra. And yeah. you're a red hair or you're a blonde hair. And you're a this and a that. Like, it's really... Like, can there be some in between? It's, like, it's it's... Oh, and of course the guy's name is Mustang. I love that F. He's like, Mustang, stop. Yeah, so so Jughead's dad, what's his name? FP. Okay, FP. So 
PJ or whatever yeah. comes down and he's like, Mustang, stop that, and saves the day. Uh, and he's like the head honcho. Yeah, he's like the head serpent. He's like the serpent king. You think the fact that he was a crime lord, he'd be able to like afford more than his yeah, you'd, trailer. You'd think. But he's spending it all on pretzels and light beer. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a junkie. Yeah. Um, and so he calls, uh, he calls Fred to the bar. Right, which is like a very responsible dad thing. That mm-hmm. It's like, I called your dad like as soon as I saw you, kid. Um, also, he has, so, like, throughout this episode, this dad has so much hate for his son. Yeah. Like, he's like, what? You have a bigger imagination than Jughead, and that's, like, saying something. I fucking hate my son. And then, like, there's another episode, or later on when Jughead shows up, he's, like, talking to Jughead like he hates his child. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so then he, he called Archie's dad, which is, like, kind of refreshing because it's, like, finally some parenting. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, while the boys are doing boy things, like bulldog versus snake, white snake, <laughs> the girls are doing girl things, like baby plus shower. Jughead. Plus Jughead. Plus yeah, Jughead. of course Jughead I there. love that Jughead said no to a dangerous situation, and, like, we see him in this, like, awesome tracking shot of, like, people coming into the party. But he's stuck out, like, tray of cupcakes. He's stuck out, like, such a... A sword that was like watching like a fish hiking or something. It was I so, think that's so kind so of the, like that's just a testament to like Cole Sprouse like doing in that scene yeah. what he was supposed to do. But like, yeah. like that was this isn't your scene. It was such like just Tumblr fodder. Like it's just gif yeah. sets of him carrying cakes and kissing yeah. her and them being very cute. Yeah. I'm like I'm pretty like sick of Jughead. I loved him for a while. I still love Cole Sprouse. Mm-hmm. I've begun to like tire on Jughead. Yeah. Um. So then the blossoms arrive. And oh. Do you want to Wait, first Alice arrives. Right, Alice arrives. Um, and she's being, like, a really nice, vulnerable mom. And she's being so, like, I just want you to be safe. I want you to be happy. I mm-hmm. love you. I'm happy to be here. And, like, that. Like it's just really sweet. And then Cheryl comes in. And she's like, we're here. And she pushes it over with this giant stroller. She calls it the most expensive stroller money can buy. Yeah, it's, it's like, a Victorian gothic, like, black stroller. Uh, of course, it's a cursed, haunted stroller. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a carriage. It's like, it's like a, yeah, it's a haunted stroller. You look in the... Under the hood, and it's like a skeleton baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the, there's a ghost inside. It's it. like in the first ten minutes of Hercules, where the little blob bad guys give baby Hercules <laughs> yeah. like an evil pacifier shaped like a skull, so yeah. that he loses his powers. Yeah, it Dude, was cut up. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but necessary. Uh, yeah, no, it was very haunting. And then they so they have this like luxurious stroller, and then they roll in like Nana Blossom, <laughs> and she's on like a wooden chair with wheels. It was like a throne made from like. Like, the, like, dark ages. Like, it's they like, can't afford, like, a better wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, can you give her, like, at least something with some reclining back support? Like, it's, like, gothic, like, Tim Burton Mario Kart. They're yeah. barging in there with this black haunted stroller and Nana Rose in a wicker yeah. wheelchair. Yeah. Like, it is so crazy. Is... And then Cheryl's like, okay, Nana Rose, let's park you somewhere good by the food. Like, she's so condescending to <laughs> Nana Rose. And then... Penelope, uh, so Penelope asks for Polly's forgiveness in this, like, she goes up to Polly and is like, oh, like, we treat you bad, blah, 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 which is like, I don't know, like, who who knows who you can trust because, like, the, it's not the first time the Blossoms have been snaky. Oh, I mean, they're the biggest snakes in town. Mm-hmm. They definitely are. They're maple snakes. And then <laughs> Betty grips her mother and says a crazy Betty line that anyone else would just say in their head, but Betty's Betty and she's like, think happy thoughts because yeah. <laughs> Penelope's talking mm-hmm. like an insane person um then we go back to the bar 
Um, and Fred and what is it? PJ? FJ? FP. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm stupid. KY. Yeah. Wait, what did you say it stands for again? Forsyth P. Okay, that's still dumb. So Forsyth P. Um, and Fred are like talking about what happens and like PJ offers some of his guys to help Fred. And then, of course, Archie just, like, fully pieces while they're talking. Like, <laughs> Fred looks like, back at the car. Like, neither like... of these two fathers are responsible enough to keep an eye on their sons for probably 30 seconds. And they, like, make up over this construction thing, and then they look, and their sons are both just gone. And they're like, what? And, and then barges into the baby shower. Barges, yeah. it just ruins the whole yeah. vibe. Well, oh, this is... It. Yeah, the the highlight of the episode is the Nanaroo's set piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's dangling a crystal over the stomach. Um... And Cheryl apologizes because Nana has dementia and gypsy blood. Yeah. Which she doesn't elaborate on, but, like, she doesn't really need to elaborate on. It just, it says everything you need to know. And, and then she And says, Alice says, um, this is occultism at its most ludicrous, and I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> yeah, this town is... This is written by, like, a Twitter bot. This show yeah. is written by a bot. Like, it doesn't sound like it's like, like it a written by a 13-year-old high school student with, like, diagonal sweat bangs. It's, like, at their computer, like, oh. Yeah, a.k.a. Jughead. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, Nana Rose is like, oh, it's twins, my dear. Mm-hmm. Um, which, A, see a doctor. Like, <laughs> there is a way to know. And yeah. later on in the episode, Betty's like, whether it's one baby or two. And it's like, no, you don't have to say that. Like, get, 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 an, get ultrasound. an ultrasound. Yeah. Please, please, prenatal health. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, I think I called it being twins. Yeah, I think, I think like, you there did. Is you did early on. I called it being twins. They're going to look like Jason and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Um. So then at least Alice understands how, like, crazy this whole shower is. She's, like, the only one that's having, like, a bit of an adverse reaction. It's like, what is going on? And then Archie. Oh, Alice. Archie doesn't even notice. Oh, right. But just speaking of Archie. Yeah, Archie comes in and he's, like, really just ready to, like... Again, this episode separates boys' faces and girls' faces. In this sense, it's the most classic 1950s Archie yet. It's like, boys build things with blocks and girls play with dollies and clothing for dollies. And Archie comes in and just, like... Just destroys it. Stomps all over it with his angst. Um, and he confronts Jughead, and he's like, Jughead, like, why didn't you tell me that your dad is, like, neglectful because he's, like, a drug lord? Um, I feel so bad for you. I wish you had told me sooner. Psych. He's just, like, really mean to Jughead. Um, Also, just a side note, all of the Coopers in this scene are dressed like they're going clubbing. Like, did you take that in? Like, everyone else is dressed quite formally, and they're all oh, in, like, Betty's body con dresses. wearing a cardigan, though. Like a, That's true. She was wearing yeah. a tube dress with a cardigan. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but even, like, Alice was, like, also very ready to, like, hit the streets. Alice, like, needs an occasion, yeah, and, like, she's, she's like, going to Pembroke. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Archie barges in and, like, confronts Jughead. And, of course, we have the only level-headed individual, Veronica, like, just be like, you need to, like, fuck off right Yeah, now. she's like, check yourselves. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Alice gives Polly that cutie nightlight. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. And then, really uncute, the Blossoms yeah. <laughs> give Polly, like, great-grandpapa's rocking horse. Yeah. 
Um, it's like super gross. Also, it's like so tiny. Like the only type of child who could have ridden it is like an actual baby, and it's mm-hmm. such a creepy image to think about. Like a tiny. Honestly, <laughs> everything that comes in contact with that family is truly creepy. They clearly like the people who do it are like having a field day at the prop warehouse. Yeah, at this lot where they film it. Like just finding the wackiest shit that hasn't been used in decades. Yeah. So, like this is going in Riverdale. This is going in Thornhill Manor. Yeah, they're all like. They're all, like, weird wooden puppets that have come alive. And then when they give it over, Cheryl goes in this voice. She goes, oh, Polly, come stay with us at Thornhill Manor. (laughs) It's like those dolls where you'd pull the string and it would say something. She is, she's bringing the camp. Like, this show has kind of stopped being campy, but Cheryl Cheryl will not let go. Yeah. Um, She's bringing the Disney Channel level acting. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm yeah, I, I find the acting to be, like, a little questionable sometimes. I think a Betty sp- Betty is a good actress. She's really good. She's I always like been Betty. good, and everything she does is pretty good, but everyone else is, like... Especially eh. Polly. Like, yeah. I Polly's cannot... noticeably so bad. Yeah. yeah, and it's, like, like you can keep saying, like, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, cheesy, but eventually, Yeah, I thought like... that was the character at first, and then I was, like... But, but she's... Every yeah. line is just, like, oh, well, Jason, am I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like um, stupid headbands. Yeah, <laughs> stupid headbands, except the one she wore at breakfast, which was really nice. <laughs> it was like gilded laurels. <laughs> it looked yeah. really cool. Um, um, so then... Then we, Alice is triggered by that, obviously. Yeah. She's like, excuse me, I'm triggered. Take that <clears throat> Trojan horse back. Like, you're not stealing my daughter into mm-hmm. your like house where everything is poison and made of spiders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, they, then, so they get at it, and... Essentially, they just start fighting in front of everyone. And Penelope's like, Penelope's like, you took Alice because, or you took Polly, or you didn't keep Polly because you were ashamed of her. And then Polly goes like, no, no, no. So, so they like start fighting and Polly just like essentially like loses it. And it's like, stop fighting over me, like blah, 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 blah. And she screams. And then she says, like, your fighting is what drove Jason to like, run away and because of you he's dead but this hate i didn't see the connection like i didn't it, really like it was <laughs> it, i mean it was very like i thought the they wanted to run away because they wanted to be together because she was pregnant but it was because the blossom cooper hate feud was trying to keep them apart yeah i mean like polly's logic is like you guys didn't like us as a couple so we ran away and because we ran away he died therefore you killed him i mean like Which one could like, argue that Polly property is the reason that he's dead <laughs> oh yeah i'm that's the main the main reason i bet you Polly killed him polly's the killer oh decided polly is the killer <laughs> polly is the killer yes she has a glove we in agree her, in her she, yeah glove compartment um do we still know or not know yet who uh, set the um, the car on fire? Does anyone know? Oh, uh, we don't know. We okay. think it's FP. Yeah. I think it's it, FP. It seems like something that PJ would do. Um, yeah, it seems like something TP would definitely, like, <laughs> short of TPing yeah. when he needs to take it to the next level, set it yeah. on fire. It's definitely the work of LLP. Um, <laughs> and then Al- after the party, Alice and Polly are talking, um... And, and Alice is, like, so sympathetic. And then Polly's like, what are you going to do? Like, make me another appointment? Or, like, so Dad will make another appointment if I move home? And then and Alice, Alice is like, what are you like, talking what about? She really didn't know. Yeah. Um, and she did the right thing, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I really loved her after that. She was so good. And she was so good standing up to her husband in the later episode. But first, there's, like, another Archie and Fred scene. I don't even care. I'm not even saying anything about it. I'm moving on. 
Uh, and then um, after the party, then but like so, Alice and Polly are in one corner, Bugheads in another. Yeah. Um, there's fog literally inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's to clean their air ducts. Um, and he's like, I was ashamed. That's why I didn't tell you. And Betty's like, no more secrets. K-Boo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, of course. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And then they decide to go be, oh no, before their kid detectives at the trailer park. Fuck, this episode feels long. It, it is. There was a oh, lot of There's a lot of business. Um, so at the trailer park, Joaquin is, wait, is no, this the Joaquin? No. no. We, oh, we not yet. This the, is them at the trailer park. Yeah. This is the Coopers at the trailer, or Cooper. So Bughead, Bughead. goes to visit SJP's residence and they're like yeah. in his trailer and they confront him about, like, the drug I'm connection. sorry, SJP. Whatever. <laughs> no, <that's amazing. laughs> they go to SJP's house. Yeah. And they're, like, they just, essentially, they interrogate him. And they're, like, asking him about his connection to the serpents. And they're asking about his involvement with Jason's death. And then Jughead lays it out. And he's, like, Dad, did you kill Jason Blossom? And yeah. the dad, barely able to, like, contain a smirk, is like, you really think I could, like, kill someone? Yeah. Like, you know hiding, like, a every bloody time, knife behind his back. Yeah, every time someone asks one of the parents, did you have anything to do, to do with Jason's death? Yeah. They always say, do you think yeah. I would yeah. do something? Like, no so one deep. ever says no, but they're always like, ugh. How could you? <laughs> yeah, like, do you really think I could do it? It's like, okay, just yes or no question. Yeah. Oldest trick in the Riverdale parenting playbook, evade, evade, evade. Yeah. yeah. Bob and weave. It's like if they're bad liars, just, like, answer the question with another question. That's so true. Um, yeah, so then he's like, I'm no killer. And then they leave, and Bughead has, like, a steamy trailer park kiss. And, like, a rose gold halo, like, lights up around them as they yeah, kiss. Yeah, and I like, like when the show gets impressionistic like that. Again, like, when it looks like a music video, I'm very happy. Yeah, that yeah. felt like a the weekend music video. Meanwhile, best scene of the series so far, hands down, is Betty's parents. Hands down, the best thing I've seen in this series to date. Yeah. yeah. Besides the talk of appointments. Yeah. Like, yeah. My, my, like opening note for this scene is just in all caps a borscht fight the borscht fight <laughs> and that's exactly what it was it went down at the cooper house well how cooper is just like awful yeah. he's so bad and i love the twist that this show did of when it starts you think that she's the bitchy witchy wife and he's like the nice schlubby guy yeah. who's saddled with this crazy woman but it reveals more and more that he's the insane controlling one and she like genuinely does love her daughters yeah um, and it's always the moral right. Beginning from, I think, from beginning in episode four, when she was the only one who was taking the Grundy shit seriously, mm-hmm. I was like, this is the woman. She's really, I'm just going to say, she is kind of the Madeline Martha McKenzie mm-hmm. of Riverdale, because she, like, has her causes and she believes in them. Like, she will walk up to the window and, like, tell you not to text and drive. Yeah. She, yeah, she definitely <laughs> is. She belongs in, in Big Little Lies. She um, deserves better. She deserves Monterey. Yeah. Um, so she confronts him by... Well, th- she, she hits him in the throat. No, first she throws the... She takes his remote, turns off the TV, and throws it and <laughs> smashes it across the room. Then she throat punches Yeah, she throat punches him. <laughs> and then he... Oh, my God. This made me shiver. He tells her she's overreacting and says that she and Betty both weren't ready for children. 
Right. Or she and Polly, rather. So then we find out that this is he pressured her into an appointment. Yeah. Also, once upon a time, and clearly it's not what she wanted, and he doesn't take that stuff into consideration. Clearly mm-hmm. he does not value the women in his life as anything more than, like, property who will uphold, like, the Cooper thing. Mm-hmm. And Jughead's thing about them being Stepfords is, like, kind of foreshadowing thematically because yeah. of that. Um, and then, and like... he totally just, like, mansplains to them about how they can't... She's not ready to... I mean, like... She shouldn't be raising but a child. It's but it's for the he wrong reason. Yeah. Yeah. Not, he doesn't believe she shouldn't be raising a child because she's a teenager, but because it's blossom yeah, he, blood. It's back to the stupid maple so crunch he problem. reveals that like he doesn't give a shit about like Polly's well-being. It's just that the fetus inside her is... Is blossom. Yeah. Which is insane because... It's insane. A it, quick refresher, they're fighting over maple, so over maple syrup. Sh- he literally says that like unless she gets an appointment she's not allowed their, his pregnant daughter is not allowed back under his roof yeah and alice bless her soul yells get out in like the most savage voice yeah, yeah. she goes full oh, tilt it. she's like get the fuck out i don't want you here when polly gets home which is like amazing because I finally loved, we see some mother I loved loyalty that moment. and i love like melodramas about suffering mothers i love it like that is my single favorite genre Mm -hmm. of anything ever do you remember sean sentra to film Mm -hmm. stella dallas yeah of all four years at mcgill my favorite movie that i saw where like a mother is like broken or grieving or just struggling to like keep her family together i love i agree Um, um and i really hope he doesn't come back Oh, I hope not, but he will. I don't know. I don't know if he's significant enough to... Unless it's he true. is significant. He's kind of like the baddest incident. guy, though. He's he's yeah, a bit but evil, like, but I don't think he's the killer, but I can see him, like, aiding and abetting the killer. I think it's... I don't know. I think the show will still be good I think it'll be better him. without him. And oh, also, she does say a line where she says... When she says to get out, she says, and I think by now you know what I'm capable of. And yeah. Like, I don't know entirely what that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm excited to find out. I'm really excited yeah. to find out. Um, I totally agree with you. I think the show will be better if he leaves. And I would love to see the Cooper. Like, I, I love how the Lodges are, like, a matriarchal family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the Lodge girls against the world. Yeah. And I want to see that for the Coopers. I want the Coopers to become their best selves as, like, three strong women, like, living without, mm-hmm. like, Hal being so scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so then we go to a Jughead Archie scene, which is, like, eh, bromance, whatever. Bro whisperer. <laughs> He's the bro whisperer. I can't. I just cannot <laughs> yeah, with that. It's too much. Awkward and bad, but yeah. then we get Joaquin. Yeah, then we get an interesting scene where, where Joaquin is talking to... I don't have any weird FP. acronyms. FP. L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. He's talking, <laughs> thank you. He's talking to L.L. Bean, and he says, we learn that Joaquin's, like, playing Kevin to get to to Sheriff Keller, which, like, full disclosure, like, he does not need, like, a tool <laughs> to stump this sheriff. Like, he's not about to, like, figure you guys out. Like, you'd, you'd be okay without a mole on the inside. Um, yeah, like, it was that easy to break into Keller's house to steal the mood board before. Yeah. <laughs> before I just, there's yeah. so, I feel like there are a lot of things that have been left unresolved. Like, every single episode drops a bunch of just, like, bombs. Yeah. That are like, oh, this is a cliffhanger, we'll find out next episode. But instead of solving that, they just add more and more and more. And that's what makes you want to keep watching, but eventually you get to where we are now, and you're like, wait, who messed up the mood board? Oh, it was Hal. Yeah. yeah, but, like, why? Yeah. Right. And yeah. now he's gonna leave, like, 
okay. Yeah. And we want him gone, and we already forgot about that, that, like, we want him gone. I know, and now there's only four episodes left. Yeah. And, like, how are they going to squeeze all that in? Especially because I think the show is at its best, besides that Hal-Alice fight, when it's just hangout scenes. Yeah. When it's not plot-driven, when it's them at the drive-in, or them, like, the first time that you saw the gang all as a gang at Pops, yeah. or Cheryl and Veronica having their sleepover. Like, I like scenes. Weird. that It was so weird, but I liked it. Like, <laughs> I like scenes of them just, the teens being allowed to, like, be teens and interact. That's when I think it's most yeah. interesting. Yeah, I also, agree. Also, there was, like, the Jason jacket in FP's closet. Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of, like, last episode or something. Yeah. Which, That's why I think he torched the car. Yeah, oh, okay. I feel like that makes sense. Um, so Joaquin needs to stash it, and Joaquin's like, I think I'm, like, starting to actually have feelings for yeah, Kevin. Like, things are getting real. And FP's like, haha, like, don't be soft. Yeah. And I really like that they're not making an issue of the fact that it's, like, a boy and a boy. Like, yeah. this yeah. gang, it's... I was going to mention yeah. earlier, there isn't, like, a smidgen of homophobia in this no. entire show. And I like that, and I love how... And I know people could be like, that's not realistic. Yeah. But I kind of like, like, it takes... That's okay. There's so that's many dramatic elements already. It's very nice to show this world where... It's yeah. like, this is not... It's like, just let this, let us see what this would be like. Riverdale like, is Sheriff... so behind in so many ways, they are evolved in that one way. Yeah. yeah, and Sheriff Keller's like, are there no nice gay kids? And like, whatever. Right, like and moments yeah. like that. It just completely doesn't matter yeah. to him. It's like his, his like, nice, like, homosexual friendliness makes up for his utter lack of ability to do his job. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so then the serpents... Uh, Decide to, or like the serpents come through for Fred and step in to be his construction crew. Yeah. Um, Wait, but did we mention that like FP is like doing something shady? Like, yeah, this he's hiding news. the jacket oh, yeah. and they're, they need an inside with the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. So that's why, yeah, that scene is essentially us learning that his motivations aren't very good, which like, surprise, surprise. Um, and he mentions that like the guys, or he mentions that the sketchy guys. Mm-hmm. We're probably from Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and I was like, of course. Like, Which, they, uh, and they course. also said Montreal in the way where, like, everyone from New England says Montreal, where they Montreal. say Montreal. Yeah. I hate that so much. No one, no one in Canada says Montreal, Montreal, but whatever. Um, and so, like, of course, because the only people sketchier than the snakes are Montreal gangsters. Yeah, like, and also, like, now that, like, the guys are doing... Like these, like gangsters are doing, taking over the construction. Mm-hmm. That is the single most Montreal thing I have ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> it's only being run by like Hell's Angels. Yeah. Like that is that's, that's Montreal what in a nutshell. The, that's what keeps rent low. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. So then we also, so he also tells Fred that Hiram probably like outsourced these guys because he heard about his relationship with Hermione. Or no, he's saying this to Hermione, not to Fred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. right. And and that he's jealous, so that's why he, like, hired these guys to mess up Fred's construction site. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but then he goes, but who ratted you out? That's the question. And then Hermione's like, oh. And then we get, like, a little, like, lingering moment a Veronica, there. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Veronica, for sure, calling daddy in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, she probably didn't have, like, bad intentions. No, it was probably Have like, they made up well since that... Forgery thing. I, I don't think, think so. they have for sh- no. like permanently though. Yeah. Well, she d- she did her that f- she's the. They had the conversation. Yeah, the conversation where, at breakfast yeah. when Veronica was trying to convince her to go along with the baby yeah. shower and talk to uh, Betty's mom. That could have just been like guilting her from the it's forgery. Yeah. And she could have called like before that. 
Like yeah. she didn't call before they made up. It's like yeah. all I want is like a year subscription to Vanity Flair. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're good. Um, and Glamazon. <laughs> yeah. So then this last scene actually broke me. Broke. I died. So Betty, this so this is Betty and Polly are having a conversation. And Betty's essentially like, yeah, so, like, what does she say? She's like, so you can come home now, whatever. And then Polly just doesn't answer. And then we see, set to, you do a, I I want Talia's music corner, because she's, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) music knowledge. Yes. And we're like, she wore this choker knowledge. The closing you texted me about the song. Oh my god! (gasps) Oh my god, I just remembered what it was, and I text, yeah. What was it? Yeah, it so was the Neil Young cover. It was the Neil Hey Hey My My Rock yeah. and Roll is will never die. Like out of the oh god, it was amazing. It I was, was so excited. And it about lined it. up really well because it was like once you, like you can't go back. And she was like, yeah, the gates of Thornhill were opening. That was beautiful. Yeah, was, and like I hear the words, and it's like it's a girl. Singing. It was a girl. It's like a weird cover. Yeah. It was Same like with really like during cover. the baby shower, there was a cover of our house in the middle of the street. Oh, but it was like a girl with like a whispery voice being like, of our course. house. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. And it, it was like, I hear the words like out of the blue and into the black. I'm like, oh, what is this? And I just listened for a bit. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a Neil Young song. And they're like talking about Montreal. and like There are so him. many Canadian songs in Riverdale. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Cause like, I don't know a lot about music, but like, Someone else was texting me a cu- few weeks ago, being like, "Oh, they did this song and this song and a cover of this song, like so much Canadian content." And I was mm-hmm. like, "I did not." I haven't even. noticed anything else, but I did listen to a couple of songs. Like in the first episode, there was some pretty good music. Yeah, I listened to a couple of songs from the. From the I am kind of upset though that there hasn't been any good in-universe music in a while. For a while, there was some type of mm-hmm. musical performance every week, and I really, I'm not like a massive music nerd, but yeah. I am a major nerd for diegetic music. Okay, I love like, a musical number. Yeah. I love like a talent show. I, I love the Sugar love... Sugar. Yeah, was... I, I loved it. I know. I just, I love that song, yeah. and it's because it's so old and wholesome, and people really hated the way they did it on the show. What? I People really hated it. it. It was like, well, they said they were bad singers, and there was a weird performance, and they said, like... <laughs> the dancing was weird. Like, I will acknowledge the cheerleader dancing was, like, I so egregiously oh, yeah. bad. I think the Pussycats are great. Me I think too. they're really, really oh, good. Oh, that cover they did of the... The, the Donna the, Summer the Donna song. The Summer song? Like, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. That was they, so they good. They hit some, some highs. Um, anyway, so it ends. The tragic part is we saw in the beginning that photo being taken in slow motion, and mm-hmm. I thought it was in Jughead's head, but it wasn't because now we see Alice like cr- spilling uh, so her yeah, tears. So yeah, so Alice is sitting on the couch alone in the dark in their living room, and Betty walks in, and Alice is carrying a picture, like the picture frame with that photo in it, just looking at it, and I don't even know if she's crying yet, but Betty walks up to her and says, like, I'm sorry or Yeah, she's something. like, I'm sorry I tried. Yeah, she's like, I tried. And then after, like, just before this, we see that Polly went to, the, like, Thornhill Manor. And Alice breaks down on a level that I was, like, absolutely, like, I couldn't handle it. And I was, it was like, like yeah. those emotions are too real yeah, for this fake-ass show. Yeah. <laughs> too real for this character, too. Like, I do yeah. not want to see... Alice Cooper's like soft inside. I and it, do like I hated it, but I loved it. I, and Betty starts crying too, and then they yeah. just start hugging each other and crying. And I was actually like hugging my pillow, rocking back and forth, <laughs> oh like no, not this. Yeah, this episode. Oh my god, don't keep like... watching the like, Big Little Lies because it turns into every episode ending like that. Okay, amazing. <laughs> this episode really like turned tables. This episode was a huge oh, turning yes. point. Yeah. So 
how would we rank it on a scale of one to six of Archie's abs? Okay, one to six abs. Um, I really like this episode. I really like what they did with Alice's storyline, and I really yes. feel like we got to know her better. For me, this is like a five. This Same. is five abs out of six. The one thing that takes away is one too many scenes with Fred Andrews. I yeah, do not I mean, need them. I just ignore it. Like, those or are the FP ones scenes right. even. Like, FP could be an interesting character, and I find him, like, really boring. Yeah. Are we also, like, forgetting that, like... Archie is just irrelevant at this point. Yeah. Oh, like, we, from, not... from like episode two, we were like, this is not the focal point of the show. All Archie did today is he lifted a log <laughs> and then like he started a fight. Yeah. yeah, but he just becomes more and more irrelevant as the show goes on. Like he's just a prop now. Yeah. No, he's totally just like a thing for other characters to like express their own personalities off of. Like, we find out Veronica is smart. We find out Betty is kind. Like, all because they're, like, saving Archie in their own little ways. Yeah. Yeah, and so... He like, is... Oh, my God. He's, like, um, Max and Mad Max, and they're all, like, the women. Yeah. Like, he's just a passenger. Yeah. He's just the prop that he's, she's, like, he, putting the gun on. Even like, passenger is generous. He's, like... <laughs> he's not on this he's, track. No, he's like, not on the track. He's, he's the cargo in the back, or, like... The sunshade. He's like mission control as a station goes into space. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Also, like, like you mentioned, Jughead is becoming less likable, and like, Veronica is has been the best character, but she's also becoming just like more annoying. I agree. I think they need to figure a way to balance her or give her like a real thing. She can't just be like observing Betty's shit and observing Jughead's yeah. shit. Yeah. And, like, I would love to see like Veronica go through something real and not like a signature. That's not a real plot. Like the signature plot yeah. is not I a real plot. I think there is going to be something in the next episode. I want though. to like, see her get more involved in Polly's murder, and I don't mean like or in Jason's murder. I don't want to see her like. Like, host Polly at her house. Like, no. Like, go with Bughead to, like, a weird crime scene and fuck shit up. Right, because there was the scene where um, Betty and Veronica broke into Grundy's car and they were a great detective yeah, team. Yeah. Now Betty and Jughead yeah. are always the detectives. Yeah. Then we gotta split up. And we need Ethel back. We do yeah, need Ethel back. Need just Ethel. for balance. And, like, where is Midge? Where is yeah, she? Yeah, where is Midge? And where's Nancy? Nancy hasn't even... So Nancy in the comics is Chuck's girlfriend. Oh. But Chuck is, like, Chuck, we... Not no show. sympathy. He doesn't But then, like, Nancy. Nancy could be, like, a cool random person. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get them at the end. Maybe, like, they're saving those characters for season two. Yeah. Do we know that it's been renewed? Uh, yes, yes. It's been officially okay. renewed, and I do think they will be going in a supernatural direction. Like, Sabrina. Like, I am so oh certain God, there's going to be Sabrina, so. there's going to be a zombie element, there's going to be, like, a, a witch. I, Witches are really, like, I think having a very, very, very big moment right now. Tally and I yeah. have spoken about how <laughs> yeah. astrology is having a really astrology big moment. Astrology is, like, getting Astrology cool. is... Very strong right now. Moon phases are strong. Astrology is strong. Actually, just saw witches a video. Witches are, are strong. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about witchcraft. Did lately you see and, like, Lana crystals. Del Rey's promotional yes, video? Yes, I like, did. Like stuff like that. So yeah. I think Sabrina could be a witch like that. Yeah. I just yeah. really wanted to be Melissa Joan Hart. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yes. I hope. I hope they bring her back. I mean, she's she's. I I hope Salem talks. Yeah. <laughs> he better. Where's Archie's dog? Where is Jughead's? Where's dog? Hot Dog? Is the Hot Dog hasn't been in the show or at all? Jelly Bean. These are all season two guys. Yeah. Or maybe oh, Jelly Bean's coming maybe, in. Maybe the dogs are behind it. Maybe the dogs accidentally killed Jason Blossom. Oh my god. Oh my god. And, sh- and oh, Sheriff st- Keller's gonna take the dogs away. Jughead, werewolf, is hot dog. That's <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> season two twist. Oh my gosh. Are, do you think they're gonna solve, like, who killed Jason Blossom by the end of season one? I really I so. hope so. I hope so. Or, They'll like, give us another cliffhanger, but they've gotta solve that. Well, yeah. I heard that they're gonna have another death. 
like someone else is gonna die, and I just really hope it's not like. It's not gonna be the core five. For God's hope I hope it's Fred Andrews. I really hope it's a dad. Oh yeah, this show has one too many. Any dads. of those dads yeah. can go. Yeah. Oh, even like Josie's annoying jazz dad yeah, can go. The jazz dad can can go. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's Dilton. I've had Dilton. Uh, I wish Dilton came back. Yeah, he Dilton. He was there for like a second. Yeah. Maybe he'll be there more in season two. I hope there's more Reggie in season two. I hope Reggie's more like his character in the comics, because Reggie's like comic relief. Yeah. Yeah, he always has been comic relief, and on the show he's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just, just a jerk, but he's not like a Because the whole point of Reggie is that he's an asshole, but he's not actually popular, and that's what makes him... Yeah, such a good character. He like thinks like he's jokester, popular, yeah. but he's not. Yeah, and he's a prankster. Uh-huh. So, so, so anyway, we've been going longer than we've ever gone. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So episode nine is airing. There's no more hiatus, so it'll be airing a week a week from episode eight. So stay right. tuned for that. Um, and if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Riverdale Recap. Yep. Uh, and Talia, did you have? Did you want to plug your so- your socials? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, so thanks again, Talia. Yeah, thanks for Thank coming. Thank you for having me. No, of course. And um, this episode was sponsored by Poopsie. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Vanity Flare. <laughs> thank you, Vanity Flare. Thank you, Poopsie. No thanks to Pepsi. <laughs> nope. Bye, guys. Bye.